Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glyn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of He Shoots, He Draws, with me, Dave Clayton, and my brother from another mother, Glyn Dewis. Hello, mate. How you doing? Hello, mate. Not bad. <laughs> cool. Listen, I know uh, I'm really excited about this uh, this particular week's episode. I've got some notes in front of me here because we've got a few things to talk about. So, Dave, do you know what? Do you want to let everybody know what it is we're going to be getting off our chest this week? Yes, but I think before we do, let's just run this quick ad. Do you want more customers? Do you want more money? Do you want to take your photography to the next level? Does anybody actually know how many levels there are? Do you want more obvious questions? Well, you're in the right place. I'm Richard Head, and I'm a photo business entrepreneur and a coach. You could even call me a photo biz coachpreneur. See what I did there? I'm here to take your money and teach you the six levels to the nine secrets of the seven steps of the five must-know, fully implemented, turbocharged, masterminded, guaranteed ways to help you possibly, maybe, make six figures. Even seven figures in your business, even though I actually can't make that with my own business. Just download my PDF ebook worth £149 for free. Why is it worth £149? No idea. I just made it up. Join my free workshop where I will talk generic flim-flam, throw in some strategies and talk of funnels and systems before getting you to part with money with no actual guaranteed results. Trust me, I've been doing this for five minutes and will be rebranded and back again in six months, so you won't miss me. So, for anybody that just heard that and thought, (laughs) oh my God, where can I contact him? I need him in my life this episode's for you because it's not a real ad we wrote it and we actually got it recorded by an american voiceover artist off of fiverr we're not ashamed what to a use top it. guy oh what a he, top he, guy. he did a cracking job first first time out we me and glenn heard it this morning and we were just cracking up so uh, so it's kind of what this episode's about it's um we're talking about uh, like business coaching entrepreneur the e-word and as you'll probably picked up from that ad and and you maybe you've seen this kind of thing on Facebook whether you're a photographer or a designer this is the kind of thing that we actually want to take this episode to break down <laughs> and discuss because there's some stuff in there that seriously if you heard it and thought I need this person in my life sit down and listen to the next 25 minutes yeah yeah, I mean, there's a lot that the guy goes through in that script there, but it does kind of capture everything that I know gets my back up. Yes. And we've talked about it quite a lot. But I guess the first thing, if you re- listen to that back again, and by the way, I don't know if anybody caught his name, Richard Head. I'm saying no more. <laughs> yeah, good old Dickie. Um, <laughs> one of the things that he says at the start is about the questions. You know, those really kind of, obvious questions now I want, to, I want to kind of like touch on that first Dave because it's these things that I just find I'm going to sound like a right grouch I know I am but they just why me I hate it when people kind of state the obvious the internet certainly Instagram Facebook and places like that used to be such a nice place to hang around <laughs> and now it seems that every other thing I look look at and, and also I get videos just playing automatically the volume's on automatically I've got to sort yeah. that out but the adverts that state the obvious, 
Okay, so there's a good prime example. There's one by a company called, and I'm going to, I'm going to name them, Udemy. And there's this woman who looks like she's dressed to go out to some kind of cocktail party, <laughs> and she's got a little camera she's holding in her hands, and she starts off by saying, do you want to take your photography to the next level? And I just want, I just want to say... No. Not from no, you. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Number one, why are you dressed like that taking I don't know, maybe I'm... Why is she dressed like that taking pictures? But why are you stating the obvious? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you want to take your photography to the next level? Whatever that is. How many levels are there? I don't know. This is... <laughs> see, we could go off track here, but yeah, this levels thing. What, you know, let's talk about the levels thing just for yeah. a minute. What are these levels? What if how you, many what levels if you, are there? I know. What if you what if you follow one of them and you think you've gone to the next level, and then another advert comes on and says, "Do you want to take your photography to the next level?" This isn't Super Mario. <laughs> there's not a, there's not a bus at the end of this. <laughs> but but you, you do see that a lot, though, don't you? When yeah. it's like, "Do you want to do this and take it to the next level? Do you want to do this and take it to the next yeah. level?" What? Right, I need somebody to sit down and explain to me in photography what is this next level? Because I mean, I didn't. I'm kind of self-taught in when it comes to photography. Obviously, I've studied stuff online, yeah. uh, Kelby One or, or NAPP as it was when I first started, and other various places. Uh, in fact, there was a place when I very first. I've never actually mentioned this because I. Only, I didn't actually remember it. There was a company called Better Photo when I right. first started off. And you used to do online assignments. And that's how I kind of uh, started. Anyway, that's just a different subject. Yeah. But I've kind of learned loads of uh, loads of what I do purely by just getting out and practicing loads and loads and loads. I have never, ever heard anything about a level to get to. And I'm sure if I went to photography school, they wouldn't say that, oh, this ne- in the next semester, we're going to be doing the next level. Do you know why you don't know it, Glyn? It's because it's a secret, and I'm going to teach you the six <laughs> secrets of the five levels of the four must know. <laughs> and this is the thing: it's that obvious question. Do you want to make more yeah. money? Do you, you know? Do you want more customers? Again, it's, yeah, it's clickbait. That's what it is. It's clickbait. It's and, totally and it's, clickbait. And 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 it's treating people like idiots as well. Yeah, that's what I really hate about it. They might as well just be saying. Do you love your loved ones? Yeah. Do you want Do you want your loved ones to live a healthy life? Do you know what I mean? It's like what a stupid thing to ask. Do you want to Do you want to get better at photography? Well, do you know what? Yeah, of course I do. I don't want to stay at the same. Nobody wants to stay at the same level. You take someone like Joe McNally and Joel Grimes and Annie Leibovitz and all these people. They're constantly going out working. I can guarantee if we sat down with Joe next time we see him and say, Joe, do you want to be at the same level in two years' time as what you are today? He would say no. That's the kind of guy he is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're always looking to push, push, push. So to say, do you want to take your photography to the next level? It's just a really kind of naff... I yeah. think it's a really naff marketing thing. To it is go, a very oh, yeah, yeah. I do, I do. Yeah, and it's the if the people are sitting there thinking, you know, and I've always said this as if you if you're sitting in front of Facebook scrolling through trying to find these kinds of ads, you really shouldn't be in business. And I'm sorry if I offend anyone by saying that because so many people now it, it is all too easy. Like Alan said in his interview, the entry level is really cheap and quick to get in. Yeah. And and the problem is, is these kind of ads pressure people into quitting their job and thinking they can run a business. But the thing is, is they don't set up the business ready to quit their job. They quit the job, got the camera, and, they, and we covered this last week about if you're going to do nothing, 
there is no mm. magic there is no secret there is no magic source exactly exactly there is there is no secret and you know what talking about this kind of thing of stating the obvious i know i briefly mentioned to you about a, a presentation that i did for uh, a company that begins with a Z and ends with Olio. I yeah. won't mention their name, uh, but I, I didn't get paid for doing that as well. I realised <laughs> that. Um, but I don't <laughs> want to drop a minute by posting that publicly. Uh, but anyway, I, I did a presentation of those up in a place called Warwick. Love Warwick, great place. Lovely uh, mayor in Warwick. Lovely mayor, very nice mayor. Uh, but we did a, I did a presentation day, and it was a whole day. There was me, and I had two one-hour slots, and there were a few other presenters there as well. So it's always, I like it. As somebody who does presentations, I like to also watch other people yeah. do their presentations just to see what kind of styles they've got and what I'm going to learn and all this kind of stuff because they weren't all photographers. Some of them were marketeers and stuff. And I'll never, ever, as long as I live, till my dying day, I will remember this one woman because she gets up. She wasn't a photographer, but she gets up to do her talk. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to watch this. And she start, her literally, her opening words were, okay, at some point during this presentation, in fact, in a moment, I'm going to tell you something that completely turned my business on its head. Absolutely turned it round. Before we were struggling, this thing happened. We did this thing. We realised this thing. And it just turned around completely. And I'm going to tell you what that is. And then she started talking about some other things, what she was going to cover in the class, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then she kept coming back to it going, so don't forget, I'm going to tell you. Get a pen. You got pen and paper? You got pen? Get a piece of paper. Make sure you got a pen. It works. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something that's going to completely turn your business on its head. And she just kept doing this to the point that I just wanted to stand up and go, get on with it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just tell us. Do you know what I mean? You're not building us up to like excitement. You're starting to wind us up now. But eventually got to this point and then she builds up to this crescendo and she goes, okay, right. Are you ready? Now he's sitting comfortably. I bet now this I'm was gold. Tell you, this has to mate, be gold. It, I, I genuinely, she actually did. I was thinking, this is pretty, I'm looking forward to this because she's a marketeer. You know, I'm no marketing yeah. expert. So then she goes, okay, you ready? Right, okay, okay, okay. Right, here we go. Write this down. You ready? Okay. She goes, okay. She goes, here's the thing that turned our business on its head. She goes, ready? Here we go. <laughs> take, <laughs> no, she went, take great pictures. And it went as quiet in the room as what it did just then. <laughs> and I, I was I was like, literally, you know, the back end of my jeans was the only thing holding me on to the front of my chair. Because I was leaning forward going, oh, my God, oh, my God, any minute now, I'm going to hear this thing. And then she goes, take great pictures. And I tell you, all of the air just went out of my lungs. And all I heard was this <laughs> noise. And, and the room, you're almost the whole room. I'm not talking the people in the room, but the actual room also went, Ugh. And this huge exclamation mark just rose out of the ground and went out of the scene. I just couldn't believe it. I thought, oh my God. Unbelievable. So I'll never forget that. I think yeah. that's relevant to what we're talking about, but I'll yeah, just tell you anyway. Yeah. No, it's absolutely relevant because this goes back to one of the things we're going to talk about is uh, the E word. And this is, you know, um, and this is the disclaimer from me. This is, you know, these, this is our opinion today, but this is a disclaimer from us. There are some great entrepreneurs in this world there are some very good business coaches and there are some people who just have that knack to understand how things work and just yeah know how to help people and and the word that gets my back up when it's used wrongly is entrepreneur 
<laughs> what yeah. what gets my back up worse than entrepreneur is when people add a different word in front of preneur like it's oh yeah but i'm a i'm a photopreneur or i'm a wisdom preneur oh. and it's and we we were talking about this um leading up to the episode was it, you know our opinion is you don't just go and buy a book that says how to be an entrepreneur you're born. Yeah, this is a thing in you. This is the entrepreneurial flair. It's it's in your genetic makeup. You are or you are not an entrepreneur. That's yeah. my opinion, and I think it's yours. Yeah. That's just the way that you are. It's like, I know one thing we mentioned, you know, like, again, leading into the actual recording of this, we said that, you know, when you're at school, okay, when you get into school leaving age, which obviously in the UK, I think when I was like 15 and a half, 16 years of age, and you have a careers advisor. And they, I remember when I was going back, I mean, talking like 30 years ago now, but they had a book of potential jobs that you could have. Yeah. And when we went through the uh, letter E, that section, I guarantee you there was not one there called entrepreneur. So it wasn't a case of, so little, Glenn, what do you want to be? Well, I've thought about being an RAF pilot. I'd like to do that. Or, or a computer consultant. I actually want to be an entrepreneur. You cut the, There is no job title of <laughs> entrepreneur. But it just seems like now people say, hi, my name's, my name's John Smith. I'm an entrepreneur. I just want to slap them. You, yeah. You're not. To, it's like you might as well just say, "Hi, my name's John Smith, and I'm super intelligent." Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Like you just self, want to slap them, yeah, like self-proclaimed gurus and self-proclaimed. You know, if you call yourself something, but adding the word entrepreneur actually devalues who you are to me. Because if you said to me, "I'm Glenn Jewis, I'm a successful businessman. I've built my business up," you know, and you've got something to back that up. But you yeah. find when you actually research into a lot of entrepreneurs, or you know, the E word is. If you look at their background, and we'll go into this a little bit further later on, because I know we've got a particular thing we want to talk about here, is although they'll they'll be the first to admit they've had a failed business, and that's made them learn all the lessons that they're going to teach you. It's if I'm a if I'm a butcher, or you know, and you're a jewelry maker, this person is not going to help. It, it, all they're going to do is tell me stuff they've cut and pasted from a book. They they're not self made millionaires. They're generally. The top 10% of true entrepreneurs, good business coaches, they are rich. They have made the money. They can back totally, up everything. Yeah. Um, People like, like Richard pe- Branson. Yeah. Uh, Richard Branson, for example, Chase Jarvis, if I think of a photographer. I actually consider Chase Jarvis to be an entrepreneur. You look yeah. at what he's set up. Casey Neistat. Casey Neistat, absolutely entrepreneur when he had Beam and all that. So, yeah, these are entrepreneurs. And, Dave, these are people who were entrepreneurs when they were at primary school. Yeah. Because they, they're the kind of people that – you know, when they're little kids, five, six years of age at school, on a weekend when they're at home, they're in the kitchen with their mom and they think, Do you know what? I want to make some, bake some cookies with my mom. And they make some cookies and on Monday they're bringing a Tupperware pot of these cookies and in lunch hour they set up a little stall in the school and yes. sell them for 5p. That is an entrepreneur. That yeah. is somebody who, it's just in your genetic makeup. You can't say, I am an entrepreneur. Because you, you're going to get a punch. It's just, like, no, you're not an entrepreneur. You're trying to convince me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, it's funny you said at school, I, me and my brother bought a load of sweet fingers of fudge, cut them up, wrapped them up in tinfoil, and sold them back to my mum at profit, told, telling her they were Willy Wonka chocolates. <laughs> Does that make me an entrepreneur? <laughs> Do you know, when, but, I, when I was a kid, I had a Hornby Railway set. 
And I, because they were like the, you know, they were the, the ones to have, weren't they? A whole new railway set. And I remember on a Sunday morning, I got up really early when I was only a little kid. I must have been about six or seven. And I snapped all the plastic bits that looked like gold off the train. So I basically broke the train. And then I went into my sister's bedrooms and tried to get them to buy the bits of gold for like two people. I'd broken my hornby. So does, does that mean I'm an entrepreneur, Dave? I don't I think know. It, I think it does, mate. Or, does it think, mean I'm just stupid? I think you should get a T-shirt with entrepreneur and walk around with it on. But, anyway, <laughs> but the thing about uh, leading into the entrepreneurial business coach kind of thing, and this, this again, this goes back to kind of helping you understand what you're looking at or what you're possibly going to sell yourself into. And one of the things I've always said with these kind of, you know, business coaches who talk flim flam and, you know, talk talk about, turbo this and funnel that and you know that they are relative terms if if they're successful but my question would be is if you are approached by someone and and actually there was a really there's a really good article on linkedin my voice went really high then but dave Dave, are are we talking about business businesses in general here or are we talking about like we both get it, you know, people who are uh, trying to tout themselves as I'm a successful photographer. Is that is that what you're talking about here, or is it just basically businesses? No, I mean f- for us, for our audience, we're talking about photographers and designers. There's a lot of people who leave their work who want to run a photography business, um, and yeah, like yeah, we said yeah. in the other episode about, you know, I do weddings, I do workshops, and same for designers. A lot of people feel the pressure to go freelance without really knowing what they're they're going into. So my question has always been: if I'm going to be sat down in front of somebody. Um, you know, and I'm thinking of starting a business, I would be less inclined to sit in front of someone who's not a photographer. And if I were to, I'd be saying to them, okay, you're going to sit... If you if you were a photographer, is that what if you're I, saying? Yeah, let's say I'm a photographer right. or a designer and I'm sat in front of... A, I've hired to go for, to a business coach. I've given him £100 and he's telling me all this. If you do this and you do that, results, you can make this, this amount of figures. Um, never be lured into the six figures. Go for five figures because most people just want to make their salary. You know, yeah. the, the million pounds is down the line. Six figures is a million. No, seven figures is a million. Six figures is 100,000 plus. Okay. Now, what I'd be saying to that coach is if you're really confident that you can make me that money and I've not looked at your books yet to see how successful you are, invest in my business. If you really believe that the advice you give me is going to make me six figures or five figures, why don't you invest in my business? Put yeah. them, put your money on the table and prove to me that you are a great coach and a good business entrepreneur because I'm the kind of person you should be looking for. Like Peter Jones on, you know, on, on the... Um, oh, the Dragon's Den guy. Dragon's Den. You know, they invest in these people's ideas. They don't just give them advice. They, they, if they turn them down, they give them advice. They say, you did this wrong. Now, for example, going one extreme, if you want to be a person that has nothing and then make a million pounds really quickly, you're probably the guy that made the fidget spinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Massive, like, bell curve, not anything else. You have this big bell curve. You you start nothing, you go up really high, and then you come back down the other side. And quick profit, quick money, but not sustainable, because now they're just in a bin. But if you're actually a business person, you shouldn't be thinking you're going to make £100,000 straight off. So I'd be more inclined to within the industry you know talk to someone like yourself or other people we know who have established a business you know them they'll tell you the problems that they hit along the way 
Mm. And it will be worth you, if you were going to give one of these business coaches £99 to sit in a room in a hotel with a free coffee and a guy's got a big flip chart and loads of post-it notes and flashy marker pens, yeah, yeah, yeah. save you 100 quid, save you 99 quid. Don't get his free PDF ebook that he tells you is worth £99, as we've heard on yeah, the how, how does that, How does that happen? You know when someone says, download my free ebook that's you know, recommended retail value of £300, buy it today only for £6. Yeah. Who, who, how do they value this stuff at yeah. £300? I never buy, uh, I'd never buy a book for that much money unless it's signed by Muhammad Ali or something. But yeah, the thing yeah. is, I would rather, I, my, my advice is if you've got £100 to learn something, go and find a photographer who on social media looks to be approachable, quite a sharing person. I'm going to use you as an example. And just send them a nice email and say that, you know, you've just started into business, you've been trying, you've had a couple of hiccups. Can I take you to lunch? Can I take you to dinner? Or can I hire you for a, for an hour or two just to ask you some questions about the, the, the pitfalls you had when you set up? What were the problems you had? What were good things? And generally, most people will be like, get an accountant, um, you know, set up all your admin first, get these things. Don't just go straight into do, do, the, do X plus Y equals Z. Because yeah, because it, all you're, you're going to get when you get these these so-called uh, you know the, these companies that state the obvious. I'm going to show you how to become successful in this, that, and the other. When you do, or if you did sit down with them, they're only going to tell you what you already know, and this is what's annoying. And they, they apparently they reveal this secret. And I know as a photographer, if you want to become, a, I'm not I'm not going to say successful because I'm never going to be where I want to be. But yeah. to have gone from where I was to where I am now, you could say there's an element of success in there. But you know, don't yeah. get me wrong, I am nowhere near where I want to be. But it's it's more a case of like you know, if if you're a, if you're going to teach me how to do that, if you're a photographer teaching me it. I can kind of see that you're going to show me how to build a good business of a f- being photography business because yes. I can see, I can physically see your pictures, okay? Uh, so you're going to show me how to develop my photography business. If you were looking for somebody to show you how to become more, you know, improve your design work, you'd go to a great designer because you can yep. see what they can do. Can't you? But if you're going to get somebody who's just claiming to help you in business and make all these empty promises, I'm going to show you how to do this, that, and the other, and we're going to take it to the next level, whatever that is, what have they got? What are they going to tangibly show to you or give to you to say, because here is how successful my business is? And a prime example, mate, I've got, I, I used to be, and I am still into I'm. Right, let me just say, I'm, what I'm not doing here is slating people who are motivational speakers. I absolutely love that kind of stuff because we all need it sometimes. Life can be hard. We need a bit of a lift up every now and again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the thing I'm referring to now, because I'm going to just touch briefly on books, books that talk about business. And I've got behind me, it's actually less books now, now because a lot of them have gone into the recycling bin because I looked at some of them and I would start reading this book. I thought, oh, that's a really good book here that's going to give me a bit of advice on e-commerce. Now, I've got obviously a web store. Yeah. I want to learn about e-commerce. So I started reading this book and this happened the other night. I started reading this book and I honestly got about, I don't know, maybe six or seven lines of the first chapter I started, I read through. And then I thought, who actually is this bloke? Who, who is this person, that I was this book that I was recommended to read? So I look on the back of it where it's got like a synopsis and uh, who this person is. And it's, for example, it says John Smith. He's a successful, he's entrepreneur, the, the E word was there, entrepreneur. He has helped numerous companies 
around the world to develop their business and blah, 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 blah. It's like numerous companies. Hmm, me's feeling a little bit suspicious that you're not <laughs> listing those companies. Do you know what I mean? Why aren't you listing those companies like Coca-Cola and, and whatever, you know? Yeah, you, you when, should when be able to list some. Even if you're under NDA and some of these companies don't want to admit they're getting help, you, there must be a handful where you can give an example of, yeah. I've helped numerous companies, including... And then you can actually go off and research that. You can, you could, you know, you're well within your rights to, if you're going to pay this person, go and ring that company up and say, did you book so-and-so and how did it work out for you? And, and, the, and the only reason that we're talking about this now is because, you know, we are, as the, the kind of people we are, and I'm not going to say this to sound corny, but we are, I feel that we are doing this for the right reasons. We like to share and we like to help. There's nothing better when you can help someone. And I just, I hate the thought of somebody getting suckered into this and just w- wasting their money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Apparently to learn this apparent secret. Again, I'm going to go back to the photographer side of it. Apparently to learn this secret. There is no secret in photography. There is a, there's a few hard truths and one of them is work hard and be yeah. consistent. Okay. And people go, oh yeah, but I don't know which direction to go. Listen. If you want to improve your photography, choose a single lighting style. This is what I always tell folks. Choose a lighting style, do it again and again and again and again. And a perfect example of somebody who has, I think, kind of done that. And I'm not saying, oh, check me out for giving this advice. Aren't I good? <laughs> uh, there's a guy called Mark Harris. You know Mark. Okay, yeah. He's coming to Photoshop world. Um, Mark actually, uh, was. he went through a phase when he didn't know really what to do with his photography. He was frustrated with how his photography was going. I said to him, look, Mark, stop trying to do all these other things. Stop trying to spin too many plates. Just concentrate on one particular style and do it again and again and again and again. And he actually posted a picture this morning of a guy with a guitar that he'd photographed. And he actually wrote in there saying the lighting was second nature. Like he didn't yeah. even think about it because he's gone out there and worked hard. So apparently this was the secret that Mark would have been looking for, but he knew, you know, it wasn't a secret. He's just gone out there and worked hard consistently. There's the key word. It's not the, 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 the key word is not entrepreneur or secret. It's consistency. That yeah. is the, that is the secret if ever there was one. And we both know, I mean, we were going to talk about a couple of instances with people we know. And um, there's a podcast I listen to every, it comes out every Wednesday. I listen to it on the way to work. And there's four people on this podcast. Uh, there's a, girl, a lady called Lisa Glanz in South Africa, Dustin Lee, who owns Retro Supply, Ian Barnard, who's a lettering guy, and Tom Ross, who owns Design Cuts. Now, I've been buying resources from design cuts a little while i found them by accident i was looking for some paper textures came across the company they looked really good they were a british company i bought from them and they had this little community and i sort of joined it and bought a few more resources and then i started to look more into the guy that owned it because he was putting himself out there and over the last sort of four years i've got to know tom and got to know more of his story. And listening to this podcast every week, it's called the Honest Designers Podcast. And it applies to any business, but they do talk about design. Now, Tom, I think he's only in his 30s. And he talks about, you know, when he first started, he, I think he did some web work. And he used to have this little Photoshop blog. But he always had this drive, like he had this entrepreneurial spirit inside him. He knew he wanted to build something. He didn't know what yet. So he learned lots of things along the way. And eventually he came up with this. He needed some resources and he's built this company, Design Cuts. Now, Tom refers to himself as he's referred to himself before as an entrepreneur. I respect him for that because he's gone from 
having an entrepreneurial flair, an idea. He's built a business. He now employs people. It's been running for four years. It's building. And he's he's taken something and worked hard to make it work. Now, I consider him to be a successful businessman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, listen, Dave, I get what you're saying. And um, by the way, side note, top uh, guest post on Scott's blog as well about podcasts. Oh, thank you. Absolutely brilliant. I've actually I've actually got about eight more I've added today, which is really cool. But listen, uh, just, just listen to what you say there then, okay. Straight away, you probably saw my face kind of squinch up then when you said it. And because you said he calls himself an entrepreneur. And I don't, I don't doubt that he is. But I just find it, I just, I, I can't kind of, my mind doesn't accept it when somebody says, I'm an entrepreneur. It's like, it's, I, I kind of equate it. And I had a bit of a, uh, a few words with somebody going back a couple of years now, because I found that saying I'm an entrepreneur is like, another thing I struggle with, how can I explain <laughs> this? Another thing I struggle with, right, is when a photographer posts on social media and they go, had a great shoot today. I, I took some fantastic pictures. And I'm like, straight away, I'm going, you shouldn't say that. Do you know what I mean? You, I just Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is just me. But I find it hard when someone says, I took some amazing pictures. Yeah. Right. No, what you should be saying, I think, is had a great shoot today, really happy with the results. Other people should be going or thinking, wow, really amazing. They have really fantastic pictures. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I don't feel that it's it's the actual photographer that can say... Yeah, I know oh, what you're I, saying. I took some amazing pictures. And I did have a few words with somebody backwards and forwards because they kind of didn't accept what I was saying. And, and I've learned... I should have spoke to you before I posted it. I know, you know, I, I kind of... <laughs> I didn't stick to the rules. I kind of posted before I spoke to you. But do you kind of see what I'm getting? So when I, when I hear somebody say, I took amazing photos, that's how I find it hard to accept when someone says, I'm an entrepreneur. You may well be, but other people would refer to you as, cool, that Dave Clayton, you see what he's done with his business there? He did this, he did that, he built it from nothing. Man, that's got... That guy's got a proper entrepreneurial kind of flair to him. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like my dad, my my late dad, God bless him, He's, he, I found out a saying when I was visiting my dad in hospital. I'd known him all these years and I'd never heard this saying. And it was, self-praise is no recommendation. Yeah. And I thought it was brilliant because if you go, hi, look at my amazing tutorial. Hey, look at my amazing pictures. It's it's the thing of, hey, I'm a guru. And, and in defense of Tom, he didn't actually kind of state like, I am an entrepreneur. He was referring to, I think it was in the post, it was like a, a day in the life of an entrepreneur. And he was what he was talking about was in with an entrepreneurial spirit, some yeah. somebody who's trying to be an ideas person and thinking, how can I keep developing my business? How can I stretch what I've got and keep making it bigger and better? Is I think f f in defence of him is that's where he was coming from. Where some people are, like you mentioned that book, uh, was it a, the Youpreneur? Yeah, I, I got a recommendation on Amazon, uh, and it was a book, and it was actually called the Youpreneur. And the, the kind of subtitle was how to become an entrepreneur. And I'm like, oh, my. You know what I mean? It kind of, it was prey. It really was prey to me. It was like, oh, this is just, you know, of all the weeks you could have sent me that recommendation, you send it this particular week, the youpreneur. Oh, I don't, dear. Yeah, I, I don't like, every time I, I hear the word preneur, it's, it's like, preneur, are you a preneur, preneur? Are you an entrepreneur? Yeah, yeah. My face it's, screws up like I'm sucking a lemon. Sucking a lemon. I must say, <laughs> sucking a leper. Then sucking a lemon. But, <laughs> but it kind of, you know, it's like 
entrepreneur, that makes my face squirm. Passionate, that makes my face squirm. Because if you're passionate, if you're taking money off people, you should be. I think we covered that in a previous episode, oh, but I'll just I'll reiterate you, yeah, that. Just sorry, on. on just in the passion, because I meant <laughs> to bring this up in a podcast the other week. There was a, th- I don't think we've mentioned it. There was a thing you say to people when you start your presentation about the hands up. Oh, we did do that. We did cover that. Did we? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. When I yeah. say, so now people are going, those who didn't listen to that episode are going, what are they on about? So we've got to tell them now. <laughs> it's basically when I say, uh, hands up those of you who do this for a living, and you get a few people, and then I say, right, okay, so, right, okay, fine. Now, hands up those of you who do this because you enjoy it. And, you know, other people put their hands up. And then I go, what? All of you should have your hand up. You should all be enjoying it. That's what Dave's <laughs> on about. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? Got to keep enjoying it. It's that thing of every. There's a saying about, um, oh, what is it about? If uh, if you're doing, if your job is something you love, like every day is brilliant, and it's not necessarily true. If you're lucky, you can do it. You can do a job. Like if your if your desire is to be the photographer, and you can be a photographer, and you you know you're being paid to do the thing you're good at and you love, that's great. But don't get sucked into the every day is brilliant because it's not. I you know I know you love what you do. You're very you're thoughtful. You almost and you almost said passionate then. I'm not going to say passionate because we share a room together, and I don't want people to think anything. Not all the time when we're travelling. Just to yeah, yeah. clarify, that's when we're travelling. Oh yeah, yeah, when we're travelling, not 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 now. Um, but yeah, you know, you you put a lot of thought and heart and soul into what you do. But I know you have bad days. Oh man, because, do you? Because I have to police a lot of your your comments on social media. Yeah, you're probably thinking, right? He's either had a glass of wine or he's having a bad day. Yeah, because the language is probably very similar. Yeah, so I, I can tell. I can text Glyn some days, and just by his, just from his response, I'm like, he's having a bad day. Yeah, but but that's the relationship you build, and this goes back to if you're in this place where you need this advice before you part with your money. Look at the people around you, and we've said, you know, go to go to the photography show, go to a design conference, go to a local business breakfast, and just be amongst yeah, be amongst people who are in business. Um, don't keep going to the same one over and over because I found in in previous experiences a lot of these breakfast business meetings are just people who like free breakfast, and they go along, and in the end, you've run out of people to talk to. So try and move around and go to different ones because a lot of the time you you are saying. I haven't, you know, I haven't got anything going on. So don't then tell me you can't go to a breakfast meeting or you can't go to an event. If you can't spend, you know, 15 quid to go to an event to help improve your business and sit and talk to some people, you're in the wrong business. You know, you go back, go back to a full time job because you, it is tough. You know, I, I, I'm sitting here. I've for my whole working life, which is I left school at 16 and I'm now I was, I'll just say I was born in 65 and you can do the maths <laughs> with an S on the end. Um, but I've been lucky enough that in my life, I've always been employed apart from two periods of time where, when my two girls were born and I was, I sort of went freelance for nine months when my first daughter was born and freelance for six months when my second daughter was born. So I could be a hands-on dad and be at home. The rest of the time I've been employed. I've taken a job. I've had some good jobs some medium jobs and a couple of bad jobs. But for me personally, I like the salary coming in. Of course, I'd love to work for myself, but I've not got that in me yet. I don't think I'm a good business person and I don't want to put my family under that pressure. So mm-hmm. by all means, if you, you don't want to listen to me because I don't run my own business, fine. But I've been around enough people 
that I know that if I wanted to quit my job and run my own business, I know I've got a good community around me that would want to help me and want to see me uh, do well. Some people might even want to invest in it. You know, the, get yourself in that position because just going to like a village hall or a hotel and someone throw numbers and words at you, you I can tell you now that is not going to get you your business yeah. off the ground. Dave, Dave, one thing I can say is if, you know, there's you saying about, you know, you, you've got a full-time job and, you know, uh, not wanting to go out, maybe, oh God, it would be good to have my own business, but you want the security. Listen, you saying that is exactly the same as somebody who does work for themselves because guaranteed, mate, every now and again you think, I wish I didn't do this. I wish I worked. Yeah, yeah. I wish I. I wish I had a boss. Do you know what I mean? Who could take all this responsibility off me? Because it is. You know, you when it's when it's down to you and you only to do that. That's serious pressure. That is serious pressure. And I had that when I kind of first started out in the photography world because things happened very quickly. I don't. Know, I don't think we've kind of covered this really. But how I got into business way, way too soon, way too yeah. soon. And the only reason I did that was because I started doing. Um, I started doing retouching for photographers when I first started using Photoshop. I kind of took to it very, very quickly. And then my concern then was that because people were paying me, I was worried that somebody might grasp me up to the tax office. Do you know what I mean? So I thought, well, I've got to register a business just so so I can keep everything above board. Yeah. Once I'd done that, I was kind of committed then because I had to get an accountant and I had to do accounts and I had to try and try and understand business. And my accountant was, every time I was asking for advice, they were charging me. It's like I had a divorce solicitor. Do you know what I mean? It was horrendous. I was like, how could you charge? I don't know this stuff yet. How can you charge me? But I, so I, I really did, I'm not going to say regret, but if I had my time again, I wouldn't get into business anywhere near as quickly as what I did because I had to stop and then restart. And in fact, that's what I tell people a lot of times. If you if you do think you want to do this as a business, you know, don't yet. You know, give it time. Give yourself time to really get to know what it is you are as a photographer, who you, what you like to photograph, you know your style and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's Glenn the dream crusher there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is. It's not. We don't mean to be negative. This is this is comes from a really positive place. In that, you know, we we speak from experience. We have seen this in our lives we've we you know we've talked to a lot of people and we've been to events and you do get a lot of feedback you do hear things and you you should share this information because I never want to see anybody fail in business and I just think it's a shame that the pressure is there and you know photography is such a hard business I I would and not want to yeah, yeah, I mean, design's tough because, you know, we, as we said earlier, we, we, we got our voiceover ad on Fiverr. Now, we would never have gone and paid a voice actor £500 to do that. No. Um, so it is a world now where, you know, the internet's there, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of noise, and you have got to sometimes fight through it. And it's tough for a designer, and, and that's what I would be if I went freelance. You know, you're in the photography world, I see the struggles, even top, top photographers that, that we know of we know have you know have rough patches and yeah and and it's very competitive and and we actually referred to um we referred to somebody last week or where we're talking about making excuses and i actually i'm not i'm not going to tell you what he came back with this week because I, I i emailed him back and asked him why why are you finding it tough because you are a working photographer but you you are struggling somewhere. What's the problem? And in fairness to him, he came back and he wrote me a really good mess email today. Oh wow! And, oh, okay. Yeah, and he explained 
the background of the world that he's in. And I'm not going to go into details because he asked me not to. But basically, he explained the dynamics of the world that he's in. So he loves what he's doing. He loves the kind of photography he does. But he's in a very, very tough competitive world. And he's finding, you know, he's still got to pay bills. He's still got to cover his costs. And and the thing, he, why he came to us, why he contacted you, was he's looking for a secondary income source through what he's good at. But, you know, the, the, the kind of thing he's also considering is maybe his substitute isn't photography. Maybe it should be something else that can work around this photography because at the end of the day, you've got to pay your bills. Yeah. And if you are looking to go into a new genre of photography and you, you're not there yet, you've got no portfolio, you're not going to get the work. You might be lucky. You might know someone. There might be a connection. Word of mouth is great. But ultimately, you've got to be realistic and you can't just sit and wait for the things to come. And I appreciated his honesty because I'll, I'll forward it to you later because it was really good. But it makes you realise that... On the outside, where someone may look to be really successful, they're always asking, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to offer help because... I, I think it's... I think it's... it's um, And this is some of the feedback that's been we've had from this uh, podcast so far is that people are liking the honesty of it because I don't think that there's a lot of honesty. And I think sometimes it can be refreshing when people do say it as it is. I mean, maybe in different ways that, you know, kind of we get it across... But I think sometimes when if you can, you know, you've got somebody that you look up to in business and whatever, if if they're the kind of person that is honest to say to you, look, uh, oh, this has happened, I've not had any work in... Like, I mean, look, Alan, prime example, yes. Alan. You know, there's Alan somebody Hess. that we would, we would look at and go, blimey, no, there he is, successful concert photographer. He must be raking it in. He's doing dog photography. He's written 16 books. Do you know what I mean? But Alan... Because the kind of guy he is, completely honest, and he's, he's doing everything for the right reasons, and he loves to help people, he'll be honest. If he's going through a rough patch and the things aren't maybe not work coming in, he'll tell people that. because he And he tells people that because he knows that by him being honest about that, it makes the person who's speaking to him about it think, oh, good, so it's not just me then that's going through yeah, this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it kind of thing, like, it's almost like a a reassurance that it's not you you're doing nothing wrong this is just the way it is and also if you don't if you if you're not an honest person to be able to tell people look i've had some rough patches this is what i was going through this is how i came out of it and came you know out the other end winning how how you know you need to have that you need to go through that and you need to explain it to people to help them Rather than constantly saying, like they're doing these positive mental attitude books, which I do like, but, you know, they always say, look, if anybody ever asks you how you're doing, hey, I'm fantastic and getting better. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, that's not going to help anybody. I know that there's all this, like, fake it till you make it kind of thing, and if you say it often enough, then you'll believe it. I know that. Um, you're going to need the bleep I, machine here, but, but I, there is an element of where people like that where it's dick swinging. It's they're just fluffing themselves. <laughs> they're fluffing themselves up, and that you can have a room full of egos where they're all trying to be better than everyone else. And a friend, friend of mine, through I know through Astute, uh, Sebastian Bleak. He's a guy out in LA, and the guy, you know, his story's great, and uh, and he's had some tough times, both personally, health, and and business. And he said that he found that when he was having a rough time, and he was talking to people about it, he he was really like, I just want to take all my grief and put it on you and nobody would talk to him and now whenever he see him and you know he is still struggling 
business. No, he's not struggling business-wise. He's actually turned the corner and he's doing really well. But whenever anyone sees him and says, how you doing, mate? He always says, broke but happy. And he's honest. He's like, I haven't, I haven't got a load of money, but I'm not unhappy about it because he's now doing classes for Plural Sight. I think he, he's done Linda. He does work for us. He's trying hard. He's putting himself out there, but he's not kind of, you know, waving the big flag going, hey, look, I've made it. Do you know, know there's so much... Fo- I know I know that we need money to survive and, you know, have a certain standard of living, but it does get a little bit sickening when all you keep hearing is money, 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 how to make this kind of money. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what? My, my, I was down in uh, Devon a few weeks ago, you know, because obviously you know that we're, we're going to be moving yeah. there, and I was walking on the beach, Woolacombe Beach, a beautiful, beautiful beach down in North Devon, and I'm walking with Anne, holding out, holding her hand, and we're just walking along the beach, and I said, you know what? The only thing that's missing now is a dog. We want a dog with us. And then my life is complete. You can keep your fancy cars. You can keep this. All I need to know is that I've got my wife. I've got a dog. I've got a few other animals. The We can pay for the house and there's food in the cupboards and we can go where we want to go away. That's yeah. all I'm looking for. Now, I really do wish this kind of thing of take, just stop talking about money and success. What is success? Do you know what I mean? What really is success? Yeah, success isn't having the most money in the world. No, not at all. No, success no is success is something like Mark Harris, who I mentioned earlier on. Couldn't get his lighting right, didn't know what he wanted to do. He decided to write, this is what I'm going to stick at. He's worked and worked and worked. And now this morning he posts a picture and says, I just did that lighting like it was second nature. That is success. Doesn't always have to be about business. Yeah, that's satisfaction. Satisfaction yeah. is success. If, you know, I, I'm not rich. I've got a, a good job. I've got enough money to pay the bills. I've got lovely kids. I've got, you know, we moved into a house. I've got my own office. Of course, more money helps you have new things. Yeah. But I'm none None of my getting up every day is to go out and think, I want to make X amount of thousands of pounds. That doesn't, that doesn't make me any happy. What makes me happy is coming in, getting a cuddle from a girl's. The bills are paid. We can have dinner and we can have a nice holiday once in a while. Mm. I don't. Don't put the pressure on because if you go after the six figures, then it's got to be seven figures. Mm. And do you know what? You can actually become not a very nice person if all that makes you feel like you're you're making a success of it. And and to go back to Joe McNally, you know, there is one of the hardest working guys in your business. Mm. Joe Joe epitomizes inspirational. Do you know what I mean? Because he has, you know, incredibly successful photographer. And yes, he does clearly has all the trappings that come with that. But he loves doing the photography. Do you know what I mean? If if he stopped, I'm sure if we spoke to Joe about this, if he stopped doing photography, he'd stop being Joe. Do you know what I mean? And we see him at Photoshop World, you know, at the end of the function when everyone's kind of making their way home and stuff like that. I remember once when I stayed for an extra few days in Vegas, which was the loneliest place on the planet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Lots of people and there was just nobody there, if that makes that kind of makes sense. This is weird. And I remember seeing Joe walking into the Mandalay Bay and he had like a big bag on his back and he was carrying two other bags and he was proper laden down and he looked really tired and stuff. But he's doing what Joe does, you know what I mean? If that that's... Just just look at Joe. That's all you need for your inspiration. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, he's just work, work, work. And I think I think fair play to him. He's brilliant. Completely look up to that guy. So, but listen, I want to kind of just take it off to a slightly different route, Dave, because I have got. Okay. I mean, I've got my notes here. I'm not. I'm not kind of scripting our conversation here, but there are a few things that I want to mention. 
Um, and it kind of goes on the subject of the, the books, the motivational books, the business books and stuff like that, whether you're a photographer or designer and all stating the and it, stating the obvious stuff, all right? Yeah. And um, I've got to try and make something clear that I'm not saying that this person is a bad person. I'm no. just saying that I don't, I don't relate to them, okay? Yeah. And this is somebody called... Gary Vinerchuk or something. I think it's Gary V. Gary V. Okay, yeah. goes by the name of Gary V. Anybody who abbreviates their name like that is that like I mean? Mel? Is that like Mel B. From the yeah, Spice it's like Glinny D. and Davy C. But this is this is this is Gary V. Now Gary V. is clearly a successful businessman. Okay, yep. uh, and but he, he f bombs a lot. Do you know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's kind of very like in your face, f this, f that, and his language is like, oh, really? And that's what I can't relate to. And the reason I talk about this is because a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, I know follows him. And I remember at one point, obviously he reads his books, he watches his videos and stuff, and it's almost like and he, he listens fe- and he listens to us as well, and he listens to us as well. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he does. Uh, but what I, the reason I say this is because. He's kind of looked at. I'm not wrong to say this because we did speak. No, about you're this. not. He's looked yeah. at this guy, this Gary V, and he's thought, well, if I want to move myself on and be successful like Gary V, then I need to be more like Gary V. And they're, they're they're polar opposites. They are not like this at all. And what happened was, this this friend of ours, he has a blog and he'd be writing about stuff that he's been shooting, and it'd be a nice, pleasant blog and reading behind the scenes and stuff like that. And I remember all of a sudden, the one day, there was this blog post from him. And it was just like, whoa, hold your horses. And it was like, F this, F that. And just really abrupt, angry kind of language, but trying to be flippant and trying to be funny. And and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So I contacted our friend and I said, what's going on with the blog post? And I said, listen, you know, ignore me if you want, but I'm telling you this as a friend. I think if you leave that on there, you're going to damage yourself. I said, because... I know that you follow Gary V, but you're not Gary V. That's number one. Number two is he's he's already made, you know, here we go, talking about money again. He's made his millions, all right? You haven't. He can get away with all that F-bombing. You can't. If you're a, you're a photographer trying to build your business, build your brand, and you clearly want to have, and I know he does, wanted to have companies working with him. If you, I said, if you leave that blog post on there, they're going to put their hands up and say, oh, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm, I don't, the power of association. They're going to think, there's no way that I want to mix with a guy that kind of talks like this. And I said, look, take or leave it. I'm just telling you as a friend. Because I know, because I had some advice about power of association a few years back from a, from Scott. He gave us some great advice. Yes, me anyway. Yeah. Um, and I sort of said, look, you know, you can take it down or not. And he did do. Thankfully, he did do, and he rewrote it back in his own language. So, so what I'm trying to say here is, just be yourself. Number one, okay, it's great to get all this motivational stuff, but don't try. Don't look at somebody who else is successful in inverted, you know, in quotes. I did that thing there with my fingers, didn't I? I hate yeah. that. Um, but, you know, don't look at them and say, right, I need to be like them. Just be yourself. Do you know what I mean? And just keep working hard and doing what you're doing. Yeah. Does and that, some that of the, sense? it does, absolutely. And some of the stuff, you know, when we've talked about um, a lot of these kind of words of advice is things like, and I think this might be a Gary V quote, and I saw it once and I think I shared it with you. And it was, if you don't like, do, if you don't like doing something, don't do it. No, really? <laughs> and it's like, it should be sponsored by no Sherlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll bleep that. You know, I'm, I'm looking at it thinking, wait, so this is kind of 
other than Tony Robbins, one of the big inspirational speakers of our, of our day, or, or where I don't really, I don't uh, really know. Is he a motivational speaker? He, he is. He's kind. Yeah, he is. And I've got to say, I do like some of his stuff. You know what I mean? And, and that does help people uh, because he's more of a you know make the best of yourself kind of a person. That's what he, that's what he does. Yeah, and some of the stuff I've seen, it's like ah, fair point. You know, sometimes people need to hear that in that particular way. That it's like he he's good at gathering bits of information and then turning it into something more digestible that, mm. that's more relative. And then there's some stuff I look at and just sigh and, you know, look up because I think, man, if you need to be told if you're doing something you don't like, stop doing it. I did actually like hear, next... a Gar- I heard a Gary Vee comment once, and this isn't, like, I just told you, I no, don't no. relate to Gary Vee because yeah. what I say now is, I think there was a few F-bombs in the, every other word anyway, but he basically said, look, if you want to have, lo- if you want to be wealthy, you got to have lots of money. <laughs> it's like, oh. but it was like, yeah. if you want to effing have lots of money, then effing this. It's like, oh, really? Yeah. Hey ho. But you know, so, are, I know, I know these... people love people love the guy. I know they do. People do yeah. love him, but I just find it hard to relate. You know, we're all different. You know, it's just because it's my opinion and doesn't mean to say it's got to be everybody else's. And you have got to agree with it. It's just that's what I don't. I don't relate to it. I really don't relate to it. No. And yeah, there's a lot of information out there, but I I would always be going to my friends, my peers, my colleagues first because you know we are lucky. We're in an industry where we have made lots of friends. We have kind of. I don't know. You just find you, you find your tribe. You find the people who you relate to the most, and there's a reason you relate to them is because you do have a lot in common, and you are sharing encouraging people. And that's the thing that we I know we both like to do is other encourage people. Um, you know, like we said about the whole commenting is go on comment. That's great. That's brilliant. Yeah, you know, I'd love to know more about that. Get yourself in that position before you start spending money on you know the guy at the beginning of the episode. Just sit back and think. You know, I don't need to go at 100 miles an hour here. I've got a really good community around me. Use that resource because I get people contact me quite a lot. I know you get people contact you. And and I know we said, don't just send an email going, hey, Glenn, I see you're doing really well. Tell me how, you know, tell me now how you do it and I'm going to go and do it and make money. You won't get a response. But, you know, the, we know a lot of people and I know we have a lot of conversations about it. And we will at the photography show, photography show next week is there are lots of people in different sort of walks of life in our industry that we respect and we like talking to because it refreshes us you know i get a lot of inspiration from photographers about their work ethic and what drives them on what inspires them what makes them take a different direction and even me as a designer i do get a lot of information from the photography world which is why i like being in it and i know you and i have a lot of conversations and i've put you right and you've put me right because i have different experiences to you so don't always speak to a photographer but speak to somebody in your industry you know speak to a designer develop relationships with other people because you might make friends with a designer and start talking and then this designer might go actually do you know what you are a good photographer and i need some photography for a project maybe you could do this and i'll you know i'll pay you because i'll put it in my project develop those relationships and then all of a sudden these little things snowball and you will start to get little opportunities and you'll respect the fact that somebody's taken the time to help you and that yeah. really goes a long way. Yeah, I mean, I've had emails about people saying, um, how do you do this in business? How do you do that in business? And, I, you know, in some respects, I kind of think, well, how, how can I... Am I really in a position to explain that? Because I do what works for me 
you know what I mean? And I wouldn't want to say, right, here's the recipe, because you know, here's the recipe, go and do this. Because if it doesn't work, then I'm going to feel bad. I just know what I've kind of learned by trial and error and stuff like that. But I agree with what you say about if you wanted to get some advice off somebody, don't just contact them straight off the blue and say, how do you do this? Because I, I know personally, I'm not going to sit there and write a massive long email explaining things because you never could explain it on an email. But I did like what you said about, um, you know, take them out for lunch. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, but I, I would probably suggest don't in, don't do that in the first email because if I had an email from somebody say, do you know what? Actually, reminds me, I, I had um, again. I go off on tangents. I know, but I remember going back a few years now on social media. I had this guy contact me, and he says, "Hey, do you fancy meeting for a coffee?" You know, we'd, we'd kind of communicated on backwards and forwards on Twitter, and I was like, "Yeah." Uh, yeah, I'll meet you for a coffee. And it was in a place called Marlow. Okay, so I said, oh, yeah, because we lived down that kind of way at the time. So I said, yeah, okay, I'll meet you for a coffee. So I arranged to meet him in, I think it was a, a Starbucks or something like that. So I parked my car up and I go into Starbucks and I'm thinking, right, where can I see? And straight away, I knew, I didn't even know what this guy's profile picture was, but I thought, yeah. that's that's definitely him, Okay. And this guy was kind of sat there on the chair right near the door. So he'd reserved the chair right near the door. And he sat there and he's got one of those kind of like photographer's waistcoats on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know uh, what you so mean. So he's got the photographer's waistcoat and he's got the camera around his neck and he's got a sweaty hairline. So I kind of knew that was him. Do you know what I mean? Clearly he's a photographer. <laughs> so I sit down with him and while we're talking... He's asking me lots of questions. But one thing I noticed was he didn't blink very much. And I thought that was very strange. So it got, it got it kind of got a little bit weird. So I made my excuses, uh, you know, after I've had a coffee. Anyway, got to go. We've got some stuff to do. So he says, oh, I'll come with you. So we started to walk in the direction of my car. I said, so where have you parked then? He said, oh, back the other way there. But he kept walking with me in the direction of my car. I'm thinking, oh, my God, this guy's going to follow me. And then I kid you not, right, as we're walking, there was a burst balloon on the pavement. And we walked past it and he went, oh, hold on a second. And he leant down, got his camera and took a picture of this balloon. He says, I love the abstract. I'm thinking, this guy, this guy's a freak. So I made a proper <laughs> a proper excuse and I managed to kind of like, it was like, we'll start to out of the car park. See ya. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> really strange. But I remember, I don't know why, but I remember once as well, I, I released a tutorial to do with retouching sports cars and this supercar kind of tutorial. And... Uh, I, I kind of said in my email, uh, an email that I sent out, I said, sorry for the delay in not sending the tutorial out yesterday, but I've been real busy. And this guy, the guy I'd met for the coffee, he posted this comment in my blog, so, and it was like, don't ever say that. And you could tell it was all in capitals. Don't yeah. ever say that. You're not real busy. You're not American, you effing... Oh. I was like, whoa! Wow. Yeah, yeah, delete. You know, unbelievable. So... Yeah, that was an interesting one. So I suppose yeah. what I'm saying is, if you want to contact me, don't invite me out for lunch on the first email. On the first date. Yeah, Buy me flowers first. Yeah. Let's have a Skype first so I can kind of get the feel for you. <laughs> oh, but anyway, we're um, so we are going to be at the photography show uh, next week. Yeah. And we will be around. So we know uh, quite a few people are going to be coming up to visit the show and we'll bump into them. And... I mean, I'll be on the live stage, so my, my schedule's pretty tight from the four days I'm there. I've got back-to-back half-hour sessions. but And I know Glyn's on the Flash Centre and he'll be on the live stage. But if you want to come and have a quick chat... Westcott as well. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to come along, by all means, you know, I'd, we'd love to see you. And But 
I know don't come with an don't come with an hour's worth of <laughs> I need all this information from you because I seriously I get like a ten minute break between sessions. I don't even get lunch. In fact, if uh, I remember rightly, for the last two photography shows, while you've been working, I've run and grabbed you a sandwich and a coffee. Yeah, and you've kind of so, eaten on the hoof, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but come along and say hello because they're the introductions we've made a lot of friends through that through various shows we've been to and you know come and say hello introduce yourself and you know and if there is anything you want to ask you know drop us an email or leave you know leave a comment on the a blog or anything because we will you know we are happy to help we're not here to just sort of say don't do this don't do that by the way leave us alone because not at you know, all we do no. want to you know we do if you want if there's anything you want to ask us ask us um well, I, I, I love these events for the social side of it, Dave. I absolutely love it. When you're walking around and, you know, you get to sort of meet people that you've kind of, you've either seen their name pop up on social media or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I absolutely love it. And I get such a buzz when somebody says, I watched your videos and it's like, yes, do you know what I mean? It's brilliant. But you know what? If Talking about the photography show, if there's any advice I would give anybody coming, yes, definitely say hello. Please, please say hello. But don't be a tyre kicker. All right, what I'll say is if you're going to come to the photography show, come with a purpose rather than just walking around aimlessly. Have a look at who the vendors are for a start off and go, right, what? who's there? Right, I want to speak to these people, these people, these people. And when you go to the vendor, make a point of having a business card, talking to them and saying, I'd like to speak more about this. Here's my card. Can we speak afterwards about it on email? Do you know what I mean? Because they, they will be so busy with tyre kickers people who just come along and just shoot the breeze and kind of you know go there if you want to be taken seriously and again I apologise if we're talking about business again but that's generally what this this episode's all about if you're in business go there really focused with a business mind that's advice I would give look at the vendors who would you like to be associated with what equipment would you like to be working with go there ask to speak to somebody who's kind of like a sales director or something like that give them a business card, introduce yourself and say, I'd like to speak to you at some point after this. And then when you get back from the photography show, drop them a reminder email and then let that relationship develop from that. Don't expect to develop a relationship and a working relationship at a trade show. I would suggest. No, no, you're not going to get, don't, don't hold the guy up for three hours asking him everything because two things. One, this event is going to be full of experts. These a lot of the vendors are going to be the people who own the businesses. They are going to be the the best people to speak to, but they are going to be busy. That you know, it's nearly I think it's over thirty thousand people over four days. So when you go along, like you say, have a purpose. Think about who you need who you need to see. Don't 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 go along trying to be an ambassador. I know we discovered it. We won't. We won't go into this. But don't go along to speak to Manfrotto. Tell him, oh, I, I go mountain climbing and I, I love your stuff. They're not going to hand you a free tripod and expect you to be an ambassador. Go there with a purpose to learn something, find something out. And we said last week. And when you when you get home, take whatever it was you went for and put it into practice straight away. The yeah. next day, the day after. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about advice, which is quite nice today, obviously going on to the comments that we've had on the back of the show, which uh, we'll mention in a minute. I actually had a, an email from a guy I've not spoken to for a while through LinkedIn, and he said, hi, Dave. And he's not a photographer or anything. He just said, hi, Dave. Great article on Scott Kelby blog today. Uh, love the thing about podcasts. I'm actually, in my business, what I do, we've been discussing you know, should we do a podcast? Should we share our knowledge? I just wondered if you've got any advice for me. And I went back and I said to him, well, look, here's the things 
we're in episode six. Here's the things we've done so far. Great audio. Audio is get your audio right. Nothing worse than a, than what sounds like a conversation the other side of the room. I told him who we signed up for to get the podcast out. I told him about you know read the instructions, um, get your graphics done, plan what your episodes are going to be. And and he came back and he said, "Wow, thank you for a very comprehensive answer." Brilliant, nice one, and, mate. And he said, "And that's food for thought. Thanks for sharing that." And and it was yeah, because we've learned, you know, we've come into this with no background. We're learning as we go. But it was just lovely that you know somebody's taken the time, reached out, asked me the question. The least I can do is is share any information with them because it's no competition. No, yeah, there shouldn't all. be competition like that, and it, and it was it was nice and sort of to round up probably round up the show now. I guess we've sort of yeah, how long we've been talking now. Oh, nearly an hour. Seriously, yeah, yeah. But this is this is the so, norm, Dave. This is the norm for us. It's time to go for a quick phone call, and here we are an hour later on. Do you know, that's just the way yeah. it goes with us, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, we probably should wrap this up, mate. We probably should. Yeah. So um, so thank you for the feedback on iTunes. We would just ask one thing: if you've got this far and you, you've managed to last the hour with this game, <laughs> um, if you if you leave a, a comment on iTunes, preferably a nice one if you've enjoyed it, that kind of helps the show get found more. You know, we'd like to build the numbers up and and make this you know worthwhile and share it out. So if you subscribe on iTunes and you can leave reviews. It really helps with the iTunes algorithm. You know, we're not looking to be number one. We're just looking to be found. Um, but by all means, leave comments on social media. We're getting loads of great comments. And it's and it's lovely to see that, you know, over 4,000 people now across the world have listened to yeah. our last five episodes. Didn't we and, say and that when we, when we get to 10,000, we're going to do an episode talking about the secrets of uh, successful podcasting. podcasting. The yeah. seven <laughs> steps to the six secrets of podcasting. And I'm going to be a, a podpreneur, podcastpreneur. Podpreneur. <laughs> That just sounds wrong. That's right. Yeah. Wrong, so um, we have got, uh, I've got confirmation from our sponsors, Rocky Nook, that the prizes that we're going to give away are going to be people for the next two or three weeks. Anybody who leaves a comment on iTunes, we're going to pick our winners from there at the moment. Um, Rocky Nook have confirmed that you basically go on their website, the winner will be able to go on their website and pick any book now it'll be an ebook because obviously people around the world we can't get into shipping physical copies but you would be allowed to pick any ebook off their website so, so when is that are we doing that now then dave are we going to do so, that one um so we're going to be posting on social media over the next week i'm going to be posting the winners names of who i think we've got two from last week and and uh yeah we've got two from last week cool that we okay. need to announce and then after this show we'll, we'll pick another one cool um and we'll we'll put them on social media who the winners are we've had a couple of winners already and they've i've got to get those books out this week but um yeah, thank you, Rocky Nook, for um, for donating those books. Yeah, so thank you. We'll be doing that for the next few weeks, and so they'll be at the show. So if you if you know go along and have a look at their bookstore, I can recommend um, Photograph Like a Thief or <laughs> any of Alan Hess's titles or Scott Kelby's. But <laughs> go along, have a, have a thumb through the books, and if you know there's only twenty four. There's only 24 reviews on iTunes at the moment, so you've got a good chance of winning. Yes, yes. Um, and it'll, it'll just be a name out of a hat. I'll do it you know, really randomly. Um 
But yeah, thank you very much for all the feedback. We do really appreciate it. Absolutely, and we, we're, we we're enjoying doing this. And if only one person listened, we'd still be doing this. Really, Mate, we do this anyway on the phone. So the fact that exactly, we're recording yeah. it is just kind of like a by the by anyway. Yeah. But, you know, it's good fun, isn't it? It's good fun. But yeah, uh, yeah I guess we should uh, kind of wrap it up. Do you know what, mate? I really do want to play that advert again. So when we say goodbye, can we, we play the advert again? Then we'll put the music on at the end with David. Is that all right? Yeah, of course. All right. Yeah. So, folks, thanks very much. Thank you so much for all the uh, feedback. Give us some more. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. So from me, Glinny D, I'm signing out. And Yeah, and Davey f- C. <laughs> <laughs> See thanks. you next time. See you later, folks. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you want more customers? Do you want more money? Do you want to take your photography to the next level? Does anybody actually know how many levels there are? Do you want more obvious questions? Well, you're in the right place. I'm Richard Head, and I'm a photo business entrepreneur and a coach. You could even call me a photo biz coachpreneur. See what I did there? I'm here to take your money and teach you the six levels to the nine secrets of the seven steps of the five must-know, fully implemented, turbocharged, masterminded, guaranteed ways to help you possibly, maybe, make six figures. Even seven figures in your business, even though I actually can't make that with my own business. Just download my PDF ebook worth £149 for free. Why is it worth £149? No idea. I just made it up. Join my free workshop where I will talk generic flim-flam, throw in some strategies and talk of funnels and systems before getting you to part with money with no actual guaranteed results. Trust me, I've been doing this for five minutes and will be rebranded and back again in six months, so you won't miss me. Today's episode is sponsored by Rocky Nook. Publishers of great photography books by authors such as Scott Kelby, Alan Hess, and our very own Glyn Dewis. For your chance to win a free book, just leave us a comment 